following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode 165. You let the riffraff back in. We've got important news to report from DragonCon, but two of our regular hosts are nowhere to be seen. Guess we'll have to bring back a couple of recurring guests to keep the conversation lively. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. We are recording this fine Labor Day weekend. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... The Samurai Real Man. And... Your esteemed Mr. Toonami Faithful Podcast, I guess, Jim Nelson. And returning... Uh, Duelist, that guy that used to post videos about Toonami tracks on YouTube and has been slacking off. Yeah, what's going on with that? I gotta, I gotta catch up on my backlog. And the guy who is currently and always posting videos for Toonami on his YouTube. Caboose Jr., hello. Been a while, Caboose. I know, I feel really left out. I'm sorry, man. Oh, you sounded sorry. absolute. You sound absolutely exhausted. Do not pass out on this podcast. If you pass out on this <laughs> no podcast, I'm still in all your stuff. I know that could make for good drama. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> He's gonna. Yeah, Darrell's just gonna steal the wall that. Yeah. Uh, oh, has, says tsunami on it. Yeah. Dude, I swear, I'm gonna take that whole wall. No lie. Like, That'd be a hell of a heist. <laughs> I didn't know you were the Hulk. <laughs> The Hulk slash Lupin the Third. <laughs> sure. Dude, with the power of alcohol, there is not anything I cannot do. He's just gonna go out drinking one so, night, and then the next morning he'll wake up. He'll just have an extra wall in his room. You're basically like Popeye instead of spinach, just alcohol. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good comparison, actually. Well, we haven't had it. Durrell the drinking man. He's Durrell the drinking man. Toot toot. I guess I'll be drinking because I drinks me boozing. (laughs) (laughs) We've kind of been infrequent on having absolution sessions lately, and Caboose has been giving me a hard time about that. Because it's the only show he's on. Regularly. It really is. (laughs) But since Paul has uh, other things... And Jen is also busy. We decided to bring Duelist and Caboose on for... You let the riffraff back in for an episode. (laughs) That's a lie, y'all. I kidnapped you. I'm the peanut gallery. (laughs) People, whatever they're telling you, it's a lie. I actually put some by gunpoint. Are you honey-roasted, Caboose? No. (laughs) He's wasabi flavored. Well... Obviously, we uh, we tried to trick you into something here, so I guess you could say we honey potted you. <laughs> Better than catfishing. Wine <laughs> <laughs> would agree. Alrighty, with the jokes going over my head. That's all. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> never you mind. You don't want to know. Mind. Well. We don't have show recaps. Well, we don't have the usual show recaps this week because Akame Got Kill and Sword Art Online 2 are not airing this week, or rather did not air this week. They will continue to air the following week. 
But we had ourselves a Michiko and Hachin marathon. So we're going to take the opportunity to discuss Michiko and Hachin for a little while. And that will be the topical discussion. Mm. But before that, we have a plethora of news updates from the Dragon Con panel. So, without further ado, it's a good word. On to the news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Kicking off our news from the DragonCon panel, we have the premiere date for Parasite, which will be October 3rd at 1 a.m. Hashtag Sentai Hour. Or just hashtag Parasite. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. definitely just hashtag Parasite when it actually airs. Hashtag Parasite hyphen the space maxim. I don't think that works. Hyphens don't work. (laughs) I'm going to have to make a new video. Yeah, you are. You sound so motivated about that, Caboose. I do, because... Caboose loves making videos. I don't know. This is my, this is my motivated voice. Can you tell <laughs> how do. motivated I am? Exactly. I'm motivated. How about you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Doing video projects is the only thing that keeps me happy and not depressed, so... It's okay, yeah. buddy. I'll be more. I'll be sure to harass you more often, Dan. <laughs> Please do. Sweet. Caboose's yeah. entire state of being depends on whether he's got on how much attention he's got. He just looks at those views on all of his tsunami videos on YouTube, and it's like shooting up heroin <laughs> for him. It's like ah. Uh, Actually, not not at all, really. Yes, I think he'd prefer to have the comments disabled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I really wish I could just get rid of him, but... I would chalk that up to people talking to themselves on different accounts. I still don't, under- I still don't nope. understand what's going on with that on some of our videos. Don't give me star on that guy. <sighs> okay. Now, back on it's topic. just a, it's all it is. It's just a circle jerk saying, "Hey, this is awesome." Yeah, I agree. Awesome. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's not like I can ban them because you can't ban people from you know commenting because of how broken Positive the comments. They are. No, it's just you know the the fact that the system's broken. But I'm not gonna dwell on that right now. Well, you certainly sound like you are, so let's I'm... nip that in the bud. Come on, guys, let's go. We got Dragon Con yeah. news. So the Lucky Ducks at Dragon. that panel got to see the first dub episode of Parasite. Oh, jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous, but I'm also a patient man, mostly because, well, it'll be worth it because Halloween season will be in full swing by then. That's true. That is very true. So, yes, as we mentioned earlier, it will premiere October 3rd at 1 a.m. That more than likely means Michiko and Hachin is going, well, it, yeah, it'll move. Don't know how far it'll Back. move, probably just a 1.30, because Sword Art will end the week before. Also, Attack on Titan's current run will end the week before. And they didn't say anything about what is going to replace that. 
So if yeah. the, it's going to get replaced at all. Hmm. I have heard that theory, and I don't know about that. I well, it's I doing well where it is. Clearly, a dub premiere simulcast of uh, Attack on Titan Junior High, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> I would love that at 3 a.m., guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh boy, 3 a.m. <laughs> oh boy, 3 a.m. The meme continues because that was a funny gag. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's neither here nor there sketch. Tell him about Intruder 2, because we thoroughly hyped that up two weeks uh, ago. And now we have more but hype. slightly before Intruder 2, they will be launching the Toonami app on November 2nd. And it's free! However, they say yes! it will only work on mobile devices, not tablets. Well, you know what? It's better than nothing. No, definitely. I, mean, I think more people would be interested in the phone app, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. I think the one thing that Caboose and I hope for that app, which probably won't happen, is a more specific Shazam-type function exclusively for Toonami purposes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey! Unreleased Pelican City! Damn my life! Oh, man. (laughs) Or like a Shazam for voice actors. (laughs) Ooh. That's Steve Bloom. Why did you have to use that to identify Steve I never Bloom? Do. You should know by now. <laughs> I never need what that. What he sounds like. <laughs> and also, uh, that week, along with Intruder 2, on November 7th, they will be launching the long-awaited Toonami comic. Long-awaited long as in, oh, God, it had been how long? Uh, <laughs> like two years? <laughs> Daylight Curfew will offer a hardcover collector's edition, and then Ooh, I throw my money at it. They will? Which oh, I will steal from that's what that, that, that is I, a hope. Oh, okay. I would love that. Something like that. Yeah. Hey, I, I think a lot of Toonami fans, who I assume there's a lot of comic book crossover with, I have a feeling they would accept a lot of uh, a hardcover version from anybody. Mm. Image Comics, DC, Marvel, anything. Then again, they'd probably say, it's not Marvel because everybody likes it on DC. Mm. And finally, the biggest news. We now have the premiere date for Intruder 2 coming the same day as the comic on November 7th. And it will run not five weeks, but seven weeks. It will air during the first commercial break. Also should be noted that yeah, on November 28th and December 19th, which are two of the weeks that this will include, they will be airing series marathons. I believe it was also said that Intruder 2 is going to clock in at about 25 minutes total. Yeah. Meaning they could possibly run it as like its own dedicated episode, maybe, at some oh, point. Cool. Man. Doubt it. Yeah, they probably won't because I'm guessing it'll be done in a way that makes it segments. Yeah, it makes but segments work. Might be stuff. available on demand later. Who knows? Mm. That'd be cool if yeah, you could watch works. it on demand at any time on your uh, cable system of choice or your cable Tsunami system. App. That'd be nice. Or the Tsunami app. Actually, you know what? Integration with the Tsunami app is an even better idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instead I... of logging on to Tsunami.com, log into the app and then, you know. Sure. Vote for the new engine on there. Yeah. I, I am <laughs> hoping that the app will have some cool stuff they figured out because I will say that 
you know, based on just that like teaser they had from whichever convention, it didn't Momo-Con. necessarily look like the most awesome thing ever. But you know, they probably have been tooling around with it. Yeah, they probably didn't have a lot of stuff finalized at that time when they first mm. announced it at MoboCon. But I will say that was a complete surprise because that was that was kind of the last thing we were expecting was uh, MoboCon stuff and the fact that. The Toonami app has its own alarm, meaning you get to wake up to Tom every morning. They do really seem to have been amping up stuff on like, on the online front for Toonami in general. Absolutely. I'm really happy about that. I mean, we got a dedicated uh, marathon stream for it now, which is kind of working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I've been watching some Kill a Kill this week. Yeah. I, I, of course, need to remind everyone your monthly reminder that the block is dying because they cut the back half in February. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I know. It's your fault, guys. Yeah. You all I, did it. It's your oh, fault. I wasn't watching those IGPX reruns. Damn it! You should have. I watch IGPX. You assholes. Oh, Jose's going to get you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to buy the re- In order buy to make the amends with this, you have to buy the remasters. Buy them. Buy them. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Yeah, I hate Jose for that because I have to buy it. Please buy it. I already own the the first season Toonami version. Like, I think the first random single of the other version and that puffy box with the t-shirt that doesn't fit me. <laughs> that was well, the only reason I bought that. They had yeah. one at Best Buy and I bought it. It was 10 bucks, and I got I it solely I, for the t-shirt. I think I managed to get it online for like 2 bucks or something. I hate you. So I was like, hey... You know, there's some there's some eBay account that's selling them in bulk, or wow. at least they were. Why would you? Like, I think they got a bunch of Bandai clearance warehouse. I wouldn't stuff. be too surprised. But yeah, all I freaking want is a Team Satomi jacket, man, mm-hmm. and they will not remake those. Team Satomi. Well, actually, if I could get Sledge Mom, that's that, that Team Sledge Mom seems to fit my personality more. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call you Sledge Mama from now on? No. <laughs> Damn it. Can you tell we don't have much for this show, yeah. kids? Can I can I call you <laughs> Yama? Well, we have a live switch. Yes, you can. You can call me Yama Summer. Yama Summer. <laughs> but Yama wasn't the black guy. What was the name of the black guy? No, no. Dima. Dima. Yama Dima and Tilla. <laughs> Dude, this sounds like some characters from freaking Disney, man. Like an off-brand Lion King. <laughs> yeah, like the hyenas. <laughs> Yikes. Why do I feel All right, so now that we know that Intruder is not happening in October like we had previously anticipated. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's not going to be too much longer after no, no, that. It's, it's fine. It's fine. No, no worries. Though, now we won't have the premiere be the same night as Parasite, which would have been so good. <laughs> the invasion. Oh, the irony. Mm. It, it would have uh, it would have meshed very nicely. Yeah, but that's all right. Near as I figure, because they're adding these marathons, I think they will end up finishing Michiko and Hachin the week before the December 19th marathon. I think. Mm. I might have the math wrong on that. And actually, uh, <laughs> let's place our bets. Will there be a marathon on Halloween? <laughs> No. I don't know. There might be. Only if it's a bleach marathon so I can get to see Rookie Rookie again. Yeah, yeah probably not. 
clearly they will air that Kaku Renbo movie all night. Why do you kill my... No movies. Oh, man. From Adult Swim played that. <laughs> that was kind of an interesting thing, though. But I, I dig it. Well, you are, well, we all know what my vote is for movies on uh, Toonami anyway, so... Oh, yeah. Just not gonna... And it looks like we're <laughs> not going to get any movies. Nope. That's... Nope. Not this Fully year, unfortunately. I have to say. Because marathons have been working out pretty well. I mean, you might even say it was a marathon year. I feel like one of those marathons is probably definitely going to end up being a parasite marathon. Unless it randomly does a lot worse than I think it will, which I don't think it will. Mm, yeah. So. I was going to say, I will give you a handle with that shovel there. Because... <laughs> uh, People uh, seem to like Parasite a lot more than they do with uh, Akamega Kill, because Akamega Kill is incredibly polarizing. But Parasite seems to be liked by a great many people. I think it's a case of uh, Akamega Kill being more of the uh, like general audience favorite, and Parasite being more of the this-is-a-really-good show favorite. Ah, okay. I like Akamega Kill, but... Sometimes you just need a good junk food show like I Can Make a Kill, if it is indeed a junk food yeah. show. Dude, I get to see boobs and sores and blood. Has anyone here besides me and Sketch uh, watched Parasite already, by the way? Yes, I have seen it because of I Sketch. have not. I have not either, because I knew it was going to be on Toonami regardless at some point. You didn't know that. It was open. You did not know that, Caboose. I know, like... Every single time I watch a show, like, subbed, it ends up being on the block, eventually. I, That's why I, I pretty much stopped watching all So, Caboose, what have you watched lately? Just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gate. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of counting would, on that yeah, one. Gate would be awesome, I would man. love that. <laughs> I would love that on there. That's another Sentai. <laughs> Yes. It's, a, it's actually really good. Like, it really is. I have um, been enjoying it. Don't go too in-depth into it. <laughs> Shimonetta well, uh, at 3 a.m. <laughs> Shush. Yikes. No, uh, real, real quick, Gate, Gate is like... You have... Uh, gates open up into a, another dimension, I guess? Where there's like sword and sorcery going on. And then the Japanese military comes in there and is like, Yeah, shoot him up! And the world is saved by otaku. And then you have other gates that open up to things like people's backyards and all that. That would be amusing. But, yeah. Yeah, that is what you mean. Gate is actually a total bait. I got it. Make gate a total bait and switch and just show, like, make it like an informational um, video about, like, you know, gates that you can buy for your backyard or for your front yard. (laughs) Stuff like that. That would be interesting. A total anime bait and switch. (laughs) <laughs> a gate and switch. Aha! I I need to stop making bad puns. This is <laughs> this is getting bad. Hey, look here. We're doing this for context. Where's Paul? This is yeah. Where's Paul? He's not a. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You don't always top yourself, though, Sketch. <laughs> that one pun recently. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was really oh, bad. Oh yeah, it was. It was bad. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Whichever one it was, it was bad. All of them. Uh, no, Sketch has uh, become quite the pungent master. Mm. So I am known to punish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I like that one. 
Uh, yeah, and when somebody uh, does a better pun than me, I say, I have been out punned. <laughs> no, no one can do puns like you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some people can. Or your puns are about as good as my friggin' lewdness. And you how <laughs> lewd I can be, buddy. So, uh, Tom, at That Faithful, did ask, since we will not be having a month of movies, which shows do you think will get marathons for November and December? I am going to say Goku versus Frieza is going to be the last marathon of the year. I have a feeling it will be, too. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, note that they didn't have anything beyond the 19th. There's at least one. There's one more Saturday. Yeah, 26. uh, Which is the day after Christmas. Yeah, the day after Christmas. I don't know if they're going to get preempted by Adult Swim doing something wacky Christmas related. Or probably not. Will they have? Yeah, very likely. But uh, maybe there will be a movie. (laughs) A cure for Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, a tradition unlike any other. Akira for Christmas. Or Redline. Oh, I wish. No. I would just like Jason oh. to review Redline for uh, Toonami Preflight in his segment, which he recently reviewed yeah, like, Battle yes. of Gods, which I think he, yeah. he said all that needs to be said about Battle of Gods. It's kind of a movie just for people who like Dragon Ball. And it really, I went back and watched the original Dragon Ball not too long after I saw um Battle of Gods, and I'm sitting there like, that movie has just nothing but fan service for Dragon Ball fans. That's all that movie yeah. is. Really, any Dragon Ball Z movie at this point, that's all it's gonna be. <laughs> Not entirely sure it needs to be much else, as long as... So know, I guess we could finally say, it. probably not gonna get Battle of Gods this year, much less Resurrection F. Very likely. Oh, oh. Very likely. Another time, perhaps. But we will get Yo Goku and his friends return, which will be dubbed never. That <laughs> <laughs> just shows up on uh, October 31st in the extra hour when uh, yeah, when uh, daylight savings time ends or something like that. They accidentally air an episode of Toonami Preflight on television. That would, <laughs> that would be so pretty awesome. rad. That would probably break a lot of. Uh, I don't think the lawyers would be uh, unlikely to allow that. that yeah. No. Mm-mm. But also, actually, I'm more in favor of that long-awaited uh, and expected off-the-air yes, Toonami please, edition. Yes, finally. Or, <laughs> or, I am totally cool or, with them just playing music videos for the entire hour. Yeah. I would love that, too. Either that or going into the vault, getting the, uh, you know, uh, getting the Daft Punk stuff, you know, gorillas, all oh, that I from back in the day. It's like that. Oh. I think yeah. if they if they aired that entire Ooh, Interstellar five 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 movie, it'd be pretty yes. good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who has the rights to that, if anyone over here at the moment. The thing about that is, it looks so much better on DVD than it does Blu-ray. Really? That's messed up. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like the Blu-ray, uh, uh-uh. you might well, as well just watch it. Instead. I will say that t- Tsunami did not like. I they like. Um. When they aired Fully Cooly again, they opted not to get Blu-ray footage because it was up-res. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the Blu-ray remaster of Fully Cooly has been uh, has said to be a really terrible uh, remaster. Speaking of Fully Cooly, what y'all think about them doing this remake, though? Ah, impromptu Fully Cooly talk. It is Toonami-related because we have had Fully Cooly on the show. Um, I am nervously excited because to me remaking or uh, rebooting or making a sequel to Fooly Cooly is kind of like people make demanding and finally getting 
that second season of Cowboy Bebop or getting that sequel yeah. to Cowboy Bebop where Spike is alive. Um, I am not. I'm not holding Keanu out. Reeves. Yeah. Like, here, here's the thing. I, I don't think animation has necessarily gotten better since FLCL was made. It really hasn't. And that was just Gynax uh, animators just going, okay, what's incredibly weird and stylistic that we can just throw at people and they will go, huh? But at the same time, love it. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. They don't really need to reinvent the wheel on this one. I'm okay with them doing another version. It could, it could turn out really well with the right people. But it's, it's like, why? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm sitting there like, okay, so there, there's really no... We're creating the same um, thing in the same medium for reasons. You know, this could theoretically end up one of, one of those things where the property was acquired to do things with and then nothing happens. That is you. definitely possible. <laughs> I mean, maybe they could do something oh, kind, of, uh, kind of... Kind uh, of... I, I don't feel like there's anything in FLCL that really needed to be... Yeah, expanded, expanded upon, upon, but they could probably things. get a ten episode thing clearly out of this. We, as long as they keep it to clearly, we get a a slice of life show starring whatever his brother is doing in America. Tasku, yeah, they they could <laughs> definitely throw in some stuff about that. Well, I will say one of the great things about Fooly Cooly is it did introduce us to the pillows. Yes, that is the best thing it has ever done. Because if they did not manage to work with the pillows again in anything new, that would be very unfortunate. I would love yeah. for them to have the pillows on this one. Man, oh, they gotta. The last dinosaur. The they last so dinosaur. Is, yeah. They have so much more music now the than they did. You know, they've released the pillows exactly. have released a, an album just about every year since the uh, since uh, Fooly Cooly. All right, let's they're all admit to ourselves that we haven't heard most of that music. Uh, I fully admit that. I've heard a good heard a good uh, portion uh, of it. That's good. Same here. I got to see the Pillows live in concert a number of years oh, ago. I hate you, Boston Jim. <laughs> oh. At Anime Boston 08, I did get to see the Pillows. Yeah. They were awesome. This kind of goes back to this thing that I've been feeling lately about the situation at Gynex. Like, what does Gynex even have anymore? Because they just <laughs> lost FLCL to Production IG. They lost so many Which of their was, staff was cool, to though. creating Trigger. So, what? Well, Production IG was a co-sponsor or a co-producee yeah. pro on Fully Cooly. Yeah, to that's start the with. whole reason so why Adult had, Swim even, you know, had has yeah. that. I don't know. They they kind of uh, had a stake to uh, in it to begin yeah. with. So I guess that's why Production IG was like, we'll take it, because they've been doing so well recently, to the point where they opened up a Canadian studio a couple of years ago, I think. A Canadian studio? Yeah, or something like that. I heard they were opening a studio overseas. I don't know if anything's come of that. Yeah, I don't know if anything's actually come of that, but... Hmm. Um, On a side, Rick and yeah. Morty is animated in Canada, and it hasn't aired there. Oh, no. It's the it's the, the best the thing only... Canada's ever given us, aside from maple syrup. <laughs> and Canadian bacon the, and poutine. The only thing I was really going to add there is the fact that Production IG has retaken interest in Fooly Cooly makes me uh, cautiously excited for the potential that a new Fooly Cooly thing could actually end up on Adult Swim mm, at some point yes, because of how much interest they had in the and, past and their relationship with Production IG. 
Watch it just be CG. Uh, <laughs> I would I do this. You buzzkill. You know, know. what? Get off this podcast. No, I, I, do, I do think that they would probably redo the mechs in CG, which yeah. could look all right. Well, production IG has that good C has that what I like to call good they CG. They got that ghost in the shell and IGPX CG. Exactly. That's good CG. Standalone complex still looks amazing even in non HD. Yeah, it does. And it's yeah. how many years later now? <laughs> Almost uh ten, I'd like to think. Maybe. Unless Something it came out bad. unless it came out later than I thought Boy. it did. I feel like we didn't quite answer that guy's question. <laughs> about what what oh, marathons yeah. we think we see other than we we kind of got off on a tangent after mentioning dragon ball z well one of you said you thought you'd do goku versus frieza i yeah. technically said parasite earlier yeah. so i mean so, i could so see parasite. Yeah, yeah i think parasite yeah. is a strong possibility i could see you know airing the first seven or so episodes of parasite and then marathoning the first ones for people that might have not seen it there's also akamega Kill, yeah that's that's which strong you don't, it'll be pretty well it will be pretty into uh the series pretty far into it by the time that comes along because that's what like six weeks away or so seven yeah yeah so so yeah we'll probably be about eh, halfway through akamega kill maybe a little bit more so there's some good uh uh, episodes that we could get out of it. Yeah. I'm thinking we will get a marathon yeah. on Halloween though, because it's actually Halloween. If it wasn't actually yeah. Halloween, then no. But because it is indeed the same night as Halloween, I gotta think they'll do something. Not necessarily Halloween related, but they could do a a comic got kill. I would like to see a comic got kill marathon. Although given although given all the fridge horror stuff in uh, Parasite, Parasite would probably make more oh, sense. Oh, it would, but they haven't had enough episodes by then. It wouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. Almost with uh, ice. I I can't help but wonder if they have any right to air anything Helsing related still oh, because man, that would that certainly. Would be, I don't think they rad. do. I don't think they do, but it'd be nice. It'd be very nice. You know, you guys all know how much I love Helsing. Mm. Oh yeah. With Halloween, you you would think they might act. They start. They might start to start doing promos for Intruder Two, maybe. Maybe. Because Intruder Two would be a week maybe away. Maybe even sooner than that. Pretty much, yeah. I'm I'm hoping they do kind of do some sort of building up to it, I, as opposed yeah, to just airing exactly. a promo for it like the week before. I hope that yeah. Because I mean, we got spoiled back in the day. And I'm not expecting that level of stuff now, but yeah, that's unrealistic. But if if, if the entire scope of Toonami as we know it is going to change, like Jason says, quote unquote, yeah, or whatever. No, Steve Bloom's I mean, not going away, Paul. I, I definitely don't see them. Yeah, doing I don't like think that's happening. A promo for each episode. No, that's kind of, kind of that's, redundant. I mean, that's a little bit too much. Um, I mean, they won't even have. Well. Uh, they they would have time during weekdays to throw in like a very short promo, but to actually do it within the block, they're already using their no, ad no, time no, for no. Intruder itself. So yeah, it's Intruder is already going to be uh, infringing on valuable advertising time, yeah. but yeah, it might so. be sponsored. So, so yeah. is, speaking of sponsored, do you think they'll do any like contests for it? I don't think mm, so. I think they would have like, mentioned a contest by now if that was going to be the case. Yeah, but you never know. People could step in last minute and be like, hey, 
promote our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't they say something? You know, Tom Tom Five is killed by an Xbox or something. It's some tsunami shit. Oh yeah, because every November there is some kind of Microsoft promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Buy our stuff just before Christmas. Paid celebrity endorsement, mm. a pie. Nice. Mm. Nice. As long as it doesn't involve uh, David Arquette. Uh, hosting Tsunami and winning the WCW Championship again, then I guess we're cool. Uh, so what do you guys think of the timing of Parasite in the year? Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's seasonally well. It's fall. I mean, it seems like a fall anime. I, I really don't know. I mean, I haven't watched no, it. It's definitely anime. a fall anime. It's, it's okay. kind of Halloween-y, I will say that. Yeah, much. oh yeah, Definitely. I, I I mean, who doesn't like hand parasites? I mean, that stimulates mm-hmm. organs. Well, the only... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. The only way this could have gotten better is if um, Parasite was accompanied by a This Is Halloween musical number. <laughs> the only way it could have been even more perfect for Halloween. Man, speaking about uh, music, though, man, that music video last night. Oh, yeah, mm. that one. That was awesome, dude. Unfortunately, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> what? That particular song rattled out. I know. Lot. I know. Shocker. You were overly focused on them using uh, CGI on the tsunami parts of the bumpers. Oh, shush. <laughs> yeah, my bad. What you saying, Don Jim, about the um, video? David Gilmore, Rattle That Lock. That's the uh, name of the song. <laughs> and also. Um, it's available right now on uh, iTunes for about oh, twenty nine if you sweet. wanted to. Sweet. And yes, it's the same David Gilmore who used to be with Pink Floyd. I knew the style sound is so friggin' familiar, man. Like even with the imagery of the video, man, because I was like, wait a minute, kind of focusing a little bit on Greek mythology here, and I was like, this looks like Tartarus. Alex uh, at Sound of Azure uh, confirmed that it is the same. David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Sweet. Huh. All right. There you go, stoners. Play that song backwards, and maybe you'll get something like, I don't know. Get a uh, job. <laughs> no, the subliminal message would be like, you know, from RoboCop or something. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we also got another goodie last night. We got that review for Shovel Knights. Shovel Knight. Good game. Excellent game. Fantastic. In which Sarah apparently cannot tell what is a truly vintage game and what is a retro style game. You stole that from my Twitter. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Hey, maybe he did. Maybe he maybe did. Maybe I stole it from Duelist, who stole it from you. <laughs> maybe I stole it from Sketch, who stole it from what Duelist, who stole it from Duelist. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't know what to do with y'all. See, this, this is not Darrell's fault tonight. Guys, did you hear there's going to be a Shovel Knight amiibo? That definitely means he's going to be in Smash Brothers. <laughs> but the real question is, what's going to replace Parasite? <laughs> Gate, obviously. <laughs> no, 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 Shimonetta. Like, Parasite is no. the gate to... More sentai. Oh! 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 My God, Duelist, that's brilliant. He'll be chief of police one day. No, obviously, he'll be replaced by Monster Musume. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uncensored. Yes, clearly. I fully support this movement. (laughs) That's about all you can really see for real. That show is amusing. 
Yes, it is. Poppy is the best. At least somebody else besides yeah. me doesn't. No, we will not have this conversation. <laughs> not on this podcast. We will not have the best girl contest for that show right now. The last, time did, the last time we did this, I took an executive action and banned someone from the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we will do not force me to do Say that on either of you. But my waifu. Nope. I probably own it. Bad hammer. <laughs> Let's talk about the real anyway. best girl. Michiko. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because those monster girls don't drink alcohol. But Michiko does. A lot of it. And you ain't got no jiggle. She kicks people in the nuts a lot. Actually, before we do that, I suppose we should read off the ratings in the trending. Yeah, we should. Eh, people watched it, you know. <laughs> ratings is good. <laughs> The trending was good. Stop being so obsessed, General Populous. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so the 1849 ratings for August 29th are as follows. Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,051,000. Akamega Kill, 752,000. Michiko and Hachin, 635,000. Sword Art Online 2, 583,000, Naruto Shippuden, 454,000, One Piece, 398,000, and Attack on Titan, 433,000. Larger gaps than I would like to see, particularly at the front. But people are going back to school at this point. Yeah, I'm so. hoping this isn't the new norm, though, because... Yeah, good point. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, they're still good, but... The total viewer ratings, Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,752,000, Akamiga Kill, 1,358,000, Michiko and Hachin, 1,143,000, Sword Art Online 2, 1,006,000, Naruto Shippuden, 833,000, One Piece, 702,000, and Attack on Titan ended the night with 777,000. Lucky sevens. Hopefully that means something for next week. Maybe. <laughs> let's, go. let's go to the casino, baby. We gonna let's get lucky. Daddy feeling lucky, baby. <laughs> I never feel lucky. I'm too sore a loser to gamble. No, dude, it's addictive, man. No shocker. The uh, final stretch of Attack on Titan, which has only aired once before on Toonami, is doing well for its time slot. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, for 3 a.m. That's fantastic. Yeah. I know I've had a One Piece rant about you assholes not actually watching it like you need to. So, I'm just going to say it. You're a bunch of pricks who don't deserve to have One Piece now. Don't that's say all. that. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going to, you know, that's my unpopular opinion with people. Right now. <laughs> I won't lie. There is kind of a part of me to that wants to see One Piece <laughs> taken off the block just to see how people would react to it. Uh, people would see how much mad, whining it. Bit, not worth and it. And nothing. Do it with Shippuden. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> At least stuff happens in one piece. Yes, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is ridiculous. Like, How if Attack have... on Titan on the back end is doing better than One Piece before it, that, that sucks. I mean, like, what are you doing? Look, look, but it in also all makes fairness, zero... Para... It... <laughs> Parasite. Attack on Titan is <laughs> popular with the general audience. Yeah. So I'm... Oh, yeah. And it's followed by an American dad. So people getting home late... They're going to watch Attack on Titan followed by American Dad. And that will occasionally mean it's going to beat the show before it. But here's my problem is that I've been told it's like, well, it's on too late. And first of all, whose fault is that? Ooh. Secondly, 
if people are watching uh, Attack on Titan and it's doing better than One Piece, that also completely invalidates your um, that invalidates your argument because okay, so people are actually watching Attack on Titan at 3 a.m. Why can't they watch One Piece at 2:30? I would so. actually argue some of them are still not home yet. True, but it can't be that big of a of a uh, gap, if you ask me. Dude, if so. I can make it home from a night of freaking drinking at the bar to watch Toonami and support it, you can too. Mm-hmm. Now, I yeah. practically got a bar at the house. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's really frustrating that you know it had its chance. It, it had one a.m. It had one thirty. Those were perfectly fine time slots. It you know it should have done better then. Yeah, I just don't think you people love One Piece like you say you do. Mm-hmm. I do. I like it. I like One Piece. No I lie. Like it. This is coming from a dive. This is coming from a devout Bleach fan. Mm-hmm. Because I do love Bleach, but I still like One Piece. I also don't like the mentality that people are like, oh, after two a.m., whatever. Those are premieres too. Do you want Toonami to end at two a.m.? <laughs> That's not what Toonami can do for you, but what you can do for your Toonami. Yeah, seriously. All right, enough of the uh, disappointment in that. We had... Actually, this is a little bit surprising because marathons are kind of a crapshoot for trending. But we had a perfect trend. Every single episode of Michiko and Hachin that aired on Saturday did trend. And at one point, Yay. they even got to number one. Yes. Uh, yeah, and who said Michiko, Michiko Tahachi did not belong on freaking Tsunami? Who said that so I can go lit the pipe? There you go. See, Duelist, you've been hanging around me, man. See, yeah, you know how to do it right. You're doing it right. <laughs> so riding high on that, <clears throat> let's talk about Michiko and Hachi. Thus far in Michiko and Hachin, we have the established duo of Michiko and Hachin. They've been going around looking for Hiroshi, the uh, alleged father of Hana. And he is supposedly dead, but Michiko doesn't believe that, and neither does Hana. So they are out looking for him, and they've run into some tough customers trying to get information on Hiroshi's whereabouts, and nobody seems to know where Hiroshi is so far. And that's kind of the general plot thus far. Each episode is fairly episodic, except for the occasional two-parter. Now, Jim, you have often sang the praises of Michiko and Hachin, so why don't you tell us why you like Michiko and Hachin? Well, I like it because it's got a... (laughs) It's got a uh, pretty simple yet tried-and-true story of, uh, you know, almost like a Cinderella with... um, uh, Hachin, but also you got the uh, ex-con and Michiko. Um, it, it's just, a, it, it's a simple story, but has uh, it, it reminds me a lot of Samurai Champloo in many ways, but um, it, it's just the whole thing. I mean, it's got a unique setting. It's got uh, wonderful uh, and very interesting female leads. And uh, there's, and I don't know. There's just something about Michiko's dogged determination to find Hiroshi, a man she probably knows in her heart of hearts may not even be alive. There's something about that that makes uh, Michiko's plight quite um, quite uh, attractive as a narrative device. Almost, and again, 
a lot of people call Michiko and Hachin the Brazilian bebop, but at the same time, I see more parallels with Samurai Champloo because of the way Fu's trying to find the samurai that smells of sunflowers. So, um, and also, of course, the music helps because Shinichiro Watanabe, I swear him and uh, uh, Jason DeMarco were kindred spirits with regard to their, uh, you know, their musical tastes and aptitude and stuff like that. And um, the director of this show, Sayo Yamamoto, also went on to direct um, Lupin the Third, the woman called Fujiko Mine, which is a fantastic show in its own right. So uh, it's nice to know that this show, uh, who has a female director, inspired something else that is awesome that had uh, that had the same female director in notoriously uh, old boys club uh, Japan. So it's there's it's just a lot of little things that add up into one uh, show that's a lot better than uh, it may look uh, at first glance. And we're just about halfway through of a halfway through through a 22 episode series. So take from that what you will. And I have a feeling it's going to get even better in the second half. Hmm. Mr. Jarrell, what are your thoughts? Well, Jim pretty much summed up the best, but. You know, it, it to me, it really does have, like, this Brazilian bebop feel to it, you know. But the thing is, Michiko, she is a tough customer herself. And she don't take nobody, but, you know, she does have her, you know, her strengths and her weak points at times. And, you know, Hana makes up for that, you know, in trying to balance her out. And then, you know, as you really kind of start to see this series progress, you kind of see how they rely on each other and they really need each other more than they um tend to admit at times and you know it's a form of email bun you know i guess you you could say that michiko is actually showing a more maternal side at this point with hana or hachin as she call her not hodgkin as paul would say mm-hmm. <laughs> but it does have a lot of action in it it's not the <laughs> shoot it up you know space western that we saw with Bebop, but it's still good, though, and the fact that it takes place in Brazil, it kind of gives you a little bit of insight to how, you know, some of the aspects of Brazilian, you know, Brazilian culture is a little bit, you know, because a lot of things is taking place on the river, too, but overall, it's just a great series. Hmm. Duelist, what are your thoughts? Well, to try not to echo everyone else, I, I think the thing I like most about the show is, and the thing I could best compare it to, or at least one of the best things that has aired most recently on Toonami, is it has that kind of backdrop in a Summer Wars-esque way where you end up caring a lot about the characters in the show, and it's probably, I don't, you know, at least in a while on probably either Toonami or Adult Swim action. It's it, it's definitely, like, I, I've had to restrain myself from just, like, marathoning the rest of it because of how much I want to see where the story is going and I care about the characters. And, I mean, it, it, just, it just has a different feel from pretty much everything else, at least, that Toonami's airing right now, if, if any of you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it really is nothing like anything tsunami has had before yeah i mean there's there's definitely good drama going on there which i think is is a good you know juxtaposition to a lot of other stuff going on in different shows on the block i'm not saying that no other shows have any of that because obviously they 
do. It's it's a more realistic type drama than say stuff you might be dealing with in like Attack on Titan or like DBZ. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it's it's definitely more potentially it, actually relatable to a lot of people than you know getting stuck in a, a MMO RPG and and hoping you don't die. <laughs> In other words, it just has a more real-world application to it where it's not fantasy, but it's actually something that could be a reality. Yeah, and I, and I would say it has that even more than, like, say, Black Lagoon did because while that's also kind of realistic, and I do like the trend of shows like this airing, I hope we do get something else in the vein of Black Lagoon and Michiko and Hachin. Like, I don't know if they'll ever air maybe, like, Jormungand or... Gangsta would eventually be like a great thing from what I've seen so far, but uh, it's it's just whatever you want to call this vein of shows is I feel like it's it's something nice to have as at least part of the block. I agree. That's that's kind of my two cents aside from I could go on about how much I like Michiko, but I think <laughs> it's been done. She is <laughs> she is a great character. I yeah she really she's is. kind of insufferable from time to time. But she's just so fun to watch. And it helps that this is probably Monica Rial's best performance. Oh, man. She just <laughs> knocks it out of the park throughout the entire thing. It's... And Monica, and I've sung the praises of Monica Rial uh, many, 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 many times before. But this one is truly, one. there's this phrase again, unlike anything that Monica has, uh, I've heard her done in the past. And she makes it work. Yeah. She just does. That's what a good actor does. Absolutely. Now, Caboose, would you like to share some thoughts? Sure. It's good. The end. <laughs> <laughs> you just summed it up. Buy the Blu-ray! But not um, yet. <laughs> no. Anyway, so, like, what I like about it is, like, it's just the main characters are women, and we don't really have many, like, many female leads in the uh, on the block. I mean, last thing we had was, like, maybe Kill a Kill, um, there's a lot of, like, I want to say male-dominant shows. Shoot. <laughs> trying to gather my thoughts. It's Shall we just you, revert to what I said? <laughs> you you basically yanked it's good. all my ideas from, from me. So. Jim taking all the good stuff. I know. <laughs> Damn you, Jim. And the fact, like, it, I mean, it... It does look like a relatable show, like something that could actually happen. I mean, it could be based off a true story. You don't know that. You could get robbed by kids in Brazil very easily. Oh, dude, that happens for real, man, especially tourists. Oh, yeah. Especially if you go into some of the worst barrios, man. That's why I ain't never going to Brazil. <laughs> oh, dude, trust me, I'm planning on going for Carnival, dude, but I sure as hell won't be going nowhere near Barrio. Stay the hell out of Brazil. <laughs> Let's <laughs> <laughs> go to Natal for a week and that's it, you know? <laughs> we could go to Kyoto Tsubana. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, Caboose. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. You done? I mean, I, I really can't say anything else with it. Like, just, I, I do like how, you know, I, I, I am, like, learning about, like, Brazil from watching well, this, yeah. kind of. Like, it, it is really interesting. I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, it you... only highlights the good aspects. 
I don't think it does. I mean, <laughs> I, I would. I never got I the impression that Brazil was such a <laughs> awful place to be. So surprised there's not more bananas. Tiny bananas. <laughs> it's a lot of. Oh, I take the banana. Nut That's kits. disarming. And... <laughs> and like, it is interesting. Like, when I when I first saw it, like I'm thinking. Okay, Michiko and Hana. Hana's mostly probably going to be, like, the damsel in distress. Now, like, episodes later, like, Hana's, like, acting more tougher. And I'm wondering if that's just uh, Michiko's influence rubbing off her. And it's definitely... There's a lot of great character development Mm -hmm. that I really like. That was something I wanted to mention. We have these characters that are adults now, and you get to see them as children at some point, like Satoshi, Michiko, uh, Atsuko. Even Hiroshi. Yeah, and Hiroshi. You get to see how all of these kids grew up in a very difficult place to live and how it really toughened them up and made them, well, (laughs) to put it lightly, badasses. (laughs) But, you know, they all show what the hardships of this area can do to a child's life. And you can already see that rubbing off on Hana through everything that she's been through so far. Nature versus nurture, my friend. I I still think, and I know Jim will agree with me here, that that some of the stuff that happens to Hana at the beginning of the show has still been the roughest stuff. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's about as rough as uh, you can get. Um, and when you think about it, um, that kind of makes Hana not so different from Michiko to start yeah. with. Yeah. It's just kind of the attitude that they had, though, you know. But you're always going to have a bit of that dynamic where Michiko is kind of the less mature one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Mm. Always going for those nut shots. But where there's a lot of shows that make the kid being the smarter one really intolerable... This show doesn't do it badly. This show endures you to the characters. Yeah, especially when uh, Hachin got drunk, oh, man. Oh, man, that was good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My thing is, why the hell you got a little 10-year-old in the car in the first place, <laughs> though? <laughs> did, did we ever confirm whether that was just, uh, like, orange juice and she wasn't used to sugar? or what? Yeah, I, I'm sure that, that was. it wasn't alcohol. She just, it was a placebo. I don't know, man. They might have spiked it with oh, something, that, man. That is a possibility, I suppose. <laughs> Although dancing Hachin is one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely. Dancing Hachin? Yeah, she yeah. was doing the running, man. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice. What do you guys think is adding up to the success of Michiko and Hachin on Toonami, whereas I must sadly admit once again, Black Lagoon didn't kind of hit its mark. Mm. Well, well I, I unfortunately have to say, I think Black Lagoon fell into the getting its time slot moved all over problem as part that, of it. It wasn't just that. It started late to begin with. Yeah. So. But then again, a lot of, you know, we tried to tell people that it was a good show, and by the time they caught on that it was good, it was pretty much towards the end of the um, show run. Mm. So even the background's saying things about Michiko and Hachin. <laughs> it's awesome! <laughs> Let me hear this conversation! It's awesome! <laughs> Damn peanut. I will not be ignored! 
Yeah, I'm very pleased with how it's been doing this uh, this run so far because I got to be <laughs> the first to admit that I wasn't sure if it was going to resonate with the audience. Ditto. I took a watch to it and um, I, you know, keep on saying the story over and over and over again. But uh, the people at Funimation really believed in it. And I'm glad that they believed in it as much as they did, because uh, I was saying to myself, yeah, this uh, I mean, there are parts of it that would work, but I really don't. Th- but I don't think there's enough quite there to make it a tsunami show. But uh, one of two things, either the price is right, was right or uh, Funimation pitched it in such a way that uh, it looked like gold and well, not just gold, but like, you know, platinum, you know, gold studded platinum with like little bits of ruby and sapphires and emeralds and all the other Pokemon jewels in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think some of the good stuff that come came out of it is the fact that you got two strong female main characters, you know, and they looking for a Captain Sabo. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're not just looking for that, Darrell. They're, uh, these are characters that have agency. They work on their own. Their actions have consequences. And uh, they aren't female characters just for the sake of having female leads. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, a lot of times you get this female lead that it's like, yeah, cool. I'm a female lead. Look at me and stuff. I mean, um, but they actually have some depth to them. Yeah, though. exactly. Um, if I may now, more importantly, they're <laughs> I'm actually like, going to say they're something real. They're real characters. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something borderline negative about Akame Got Kill here. And uh, you could say that Akame is the uh, lead character of um, Akame Got Kill. Now, granted, we're only four episodes in, so this is going to sound and probably is a rush to judgment. But at the same time, um, Akame is there. She's not that interesting as a character, and nobody, none of them really are interesting as characters. Now, it's getting there. A little bit with Akame because we did learn something there, but it's not too much outside of the typical anime. Uh, my family was killed in front of my eyes motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you could boil down Michiko's um, Michiko's search for Hiroshi in much the same way. Like I said earlier, uh, like with Fu searching for the samurai who smells of sunflowers. However, there's a unlike Fu and unlike um Unlike Akame, there's a lot more depth and complexity to Michiko as a character. We're given a ton of time to know her, and it really is her show. I mean, Hachin's there as well, and we know a lot about her, but, you know, she's not old enough to have the same kind of experiences that Michiko does. So I have a feeling that Michiko is probably one of the best written uh, female protags uh, in anime history at this point, of all the shows I've seen anyway. Mm, Old words. No, he got a good point there because she is a very animated character. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> exactly, yeah. man. I'm telling you, dude, she just slapped Hachi more times than a black mama should at times. <laughs> dude, I mean, every time I see a slap Hachi, man, it brings back memories, dude. <laughs> memories of the last time the podcast was late, right? right? Shut up, Sketch. I don't forgive this right now. This is not about me right now. Oh, for once. Okay. I, I did like in uh, the recent episode when Hana was just like, hey, stop it. Don't hit me. <laughs> You're always so quick to get violent. Oh, really? That'll just make her beat her honor. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, one thing I did notice is that even though this is, um, you know, 
not quite Brazil here uh, in Michiko and Hachin. There's plenty of little things that if you catch will be very will look incredibly similar to uh, Brazil. Like you see in the uh, in the stripper episode with uh, Pepe Lima, you see um, Michiko downing a caipirinha. You see uh, there's a, a diversity there that you don't that you really only see in Brazil. There's white zillions, black zillions and brown zillions. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and there's and uh, also the use of uh, Portuguese as well. There's because uh, that's Portuguese. It ain't Spanish. Yeah, All <laughs> of the episode titles are written in Portuguese. Portuguese. Exactly. So it, it is meant to be. It's kind of like uh, uh, Brazil, just not named that way. It's those little touches as well in the setting that really make Michiko and Hachin. It gives it a personality that a lot of shows don't really have i mean we've been lucky to see a lot of shows here on tsunami that have had personality you could tell in the first half of black lagoon that it was set in the south pacific you could tell uh you know there's all this gothic inspiration and you know the streets of london and stuff like that in helsing ultimate and uh all the exotic uh intergalactic locales of space dandy and stuff and this and uh, i had a feeling that Michiko and Hutchins probably has some of the best realized settings of any show we've seen thus far. I agree. Just a lot of sm- it's just a lot of small things, like I said, with Michiko and Hutchins that add up into uh, what we get. And it's just fantastic. It is very good. So those of us who have seen it, let's not spoil anything. But where do you guys think this show is going to go? Do you do you think they are going to get the resolve that they're looking for? Or do you think the show's going to uh, you know, throw a monkey wrench into the works and take it in a different direction? I'm guessing what I like to call an expected swerve. It's like, yeah, I, I have a feeling this is going to happen, but it's not going to stop me from being shocked when it does. Mm-hmm. You know, Because mm-hmm. uh, I have a feeling that the way this is going, I really don't think Michiko is going to get what she wants. Now, I haven't seen the whole series, full disclosure, so I can say this, but... Yeah, I really don't think that Michiko is going to get what she wants. I don't think uh, I think Hana will have it will grow and she is growing as a character throughout this whole thing. But I think she will be better as a character because of this at the end of the show. But I can't see Michiko getting what she wants. Hmm. Heck, I can't even see Atsuko getting what she wants. I think it's possible they'll get something, but maybe not what they actually want. I mean, they're clearly going to get something because they didn't make a second season. You can't season. always get what you want. But you want. But you get what you need. Uh, yeah, that might sum up the show. I just think that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Let's put it like this. It'll probably be something that's more realistic and relatable, you know, as to what would happen in a real world situation. Yeah, this, you know. this won't be no storybook ending. <laughs> Exactly. No, this isn't going to be. No, they can't. Sorry, boys and girls. You don't always get that gingerbread cookie at the end. It wouldn't be. You know what? It wouldn't be sporting of Michiko and Hachin. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't fit with the theme of the show yeah. to get what they uh, to have that fairy tale kind of ending. It just would not work given the theme of the show we've gotten so yeah. far. This ain't happening. The theme okay? so far has been life sucks and then you die. <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to get Sometimes. a piece of the apple pie. Sometimes horribly. <laughs> well, that's not the entire theme of the show. It's it's more along yeah. the lines of well, I, 
you got to find your own reason to live. Exactly. And you know what? For some people, it it that way you have uh, that way of life that you have selected will result in your demise. I mean, just look at Pepe Lima. Yeah. That's probably one of the best episodes of the series thus far. And it was only the fourth episode of the show. Yeah, I still can't hardly believe that's how it ends. It's just she got shot. She yeah. died. She gets it. Yeah, she got she shot. Gets for shot. Real. Yeah. She got shot for real. Dude, all I got to say, man, that was just a waste of tickle bitties right there, man. So that's the second character that Caitlin Glass has voiced that has been killed off on Tsunami. Because <laughs> huh. she was in uh, Casher and Sins as well. Oh, yeah. She was Janice in Casher and Sins. The singing robot, for those of you who don't remember. Hey, dude, that song was off the chain. It was. You know, you know arguably, Casher and Sins. And Michiko I was about and Hachin to see that more in, more in common with each other than a lot of uh, other stuff that's been on the block, and I kind of forgot yeah, about you, that. You got a, that and we are just, long running and we, journey, and we aren't just talking voice actors yeah. either. We're talking about theme, a lot of stuff thematically yeah. that goes on between. Yeah. I will Michiko say and that and I Kasher feel that Michiko and Hachin does all of those things better than Kasher. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. I will, I will it's say, I, paced. It's I still paced. feel like Cash and Sins was well, probably one of the most underrated shows that has aired since the block's That's revival. Thank you, Kanye. Virtual high five there, duelist. <laughs> yeah, Cash and Sins <laughs> wasn't a bad Kanye show. There's a lot great about that show. I love Cash and Sins. It's fantastic. Cash and Kill Luna. <laughs> <laughs> or did he? Da, 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 da. But why did he kill Luna? That's the question. There had to be a reason. There's always a reason. There had to be a reason, but I don't know. Right. Regard. Well, this well, isn't I mean, the Casher and Sins. Yeah, recap. let's not this ruin so. the podcast. Oh, with too much oh, 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 oh you really? funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> you funny guy, don't you know? Well, I tried <laughs> to get some Toonami talkbacks for this Michiko and Hachin marathon. <laughs> we did not get much response, which is disappointing, but I suppose it is a holiday <laughs> weekend and people are, you know... <laughs> We have no lives, but apparently they do. Hey, I got a life. Yeah, Darrell is currently waiting for his homies to call him so they can go out drinking. Well, actually, they did call me, and we're going to meet up at 930. Oh, cool. So. <laughs> All right. So we should wrap yeah. this up. No, no, no. Take your time, dude. Trust me. This is on CP uh, time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so here are the few talkbacks that we got. Uh, first one from Batfan Mike. I enjoyed watching the Michiko and Hachin marathon last night. Michiko takes no prisoners and drunk Hachin are highlights. <laughs> Dancing Hachin. Uh, I will hold that as the most adorable moment of this new Adult Swim Tsunami. Exactly. Man, they picked some good scenes for the bumps. They got the one with the Urkel boy <laughs> getting smacked. <laughs> I know, man. I call him a dang old Brazilian Afro Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just call him not quite Ben Diskin. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Austin Tindall voicing that kid. He's he's like in everything in ah. Funimation these days. By the way, Akron Watson as uh, Satoshi. That is fantastic. Oh, yeah, man. So freaking good. I mean, the whole cast of this anime is just phenomenal. And Christopher Bevins does an yeah. amazing job with the ADR direction in this. So good. Yes, humongous humongous shout out to Bevins because not only did he unleash uh, J. Michael Tatum on a unsuspecting populace, but also 
Um, he is probably the best director that Funimation has, and I'm sad that he's not in more stuff. And he's doing a great job as Hiroshi in the few scenes with Hiroshi that there are. Exactly. So not only can he direct, he can act too. He does both. As as do a lot of actors at Funimation at this point. Or <laughs> everybody does everything. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that's how they do. There's nothing wrong with multitasking. No, nothing wrong. Hey, that's how they're gonna get more. That's how they're gonna have more jobs, man. So exactly. yeah, good for them. I think you money. think, you think, you hope. <laughs> well, I, I'm meaning uh, more or less that just doing the acting work isn't quite enough. So if they can do some ADR, scripting, directing, other stuff, engineering, even that all all of that stuff helps supplement their income so that they don't have to get another another job yeah exactly yeah it's it's tough out there it is continuing the talkbacks this one from sabrina brown having michiko and hachin trend the whole block really says something about this show i can't wait to see the ratings neither can i although i will say yes you are quite right fantastic that michiko and hachin Mm -hmm trended the entire night and it's, it's gonna be interesting to see those ratings uh, i would expect something fairly on par with the kill a kill marathon earlier this year hmm. it's That's a holiday fair. weekend i just yeah. want to see the funny <laughs> i'm sorry i'm done yeah you are <laughs> go home do as you're drunk and a <laughs> triple threat go out with you <laughs> a triple threat from gamer for life one two three because he was the only one who was sending in stuff specifically about episodes uh first one of is uh, is 10 the age where everyone reaches puberty apparently around there no i started at eight <laughs> <laughs> and he grew up so big and strong i shall be it babe the second one time to change michiko and hachin to rita and hachin you know what Mijiko does look kind of like a Rita though yeah, man yeah, yeah. I, I knew a black chick named Rita man no a few I was making note that the episode where Michiko was fighting the bull and like swinging around on that uh banister it's like this is more of a circus act than the circus act that follows and the last one is Satoshi, Satoshi, and Satoshi. Will the real Satoshi please stand up? We know what the real Satoshi looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he is uh, he is one tough customer. Mm-hmm. He is. He He's doesn't like getting Oko. kicked in the balls. <laughs> you kick me in the balls. Oh, it's like giving me a love terrain. I was just like, okay, somebody's been watching Fifty Shades of Grey way too much. Uh, that guy, <laughs> those guys was gonna get dead if they didn't listen to Michiko. Yeah, it was. Some of them got shot, man. One of the dudes got kneecapped, which was so freaking. <laughs> what, funny. what are you doing? You can't just leave me here, man. <laughs> Baby got shot at. Oh, gotta yeah, go. You yeah, yeah you I can. felt sorry for him. I didn't feel sorry for him. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think of uh, Ricardo uh, flipping the script on Atsuko? That was interesting. That was pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah Ricardo was done taking orders. <laughs> Flip script. It happens sometimes, man. You know, hey, seeing officers get tired of talking, you know, somebody's had more time on the freaking force, having to listen to some newbie that's got more rank than yeah. you. Oh, yeah. That's got to be tough for him. 
But, of course, his actions ended up in them losing all those people. Good job, guys. Very way smart. To the bo- way to get the body count up there. Way to get it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. It was just a mouse. It's like, that dude just shot a mouse. Mickey! <laughs> oh, I'm dead. <laughs> there goes Rizzo. <laughs> oh, Rizzo. Oh, not Rizzo. Ah, Rizzo! <laughs> Uh, no. <clears throat> no more. But how about Atsuko letting Michiko go? Mm. That was pretty uh, unexpected, yeah. actually. I mean, they are old friends that go a long ways back. But I think also she just didn't want to share the share the take, really. Mm, I don't know if they, not that. I think it was probably to get back at Ricardo for flipping the script. Yeah, that too. You know, that's just like a middle thing. Like, oh, he took charge, so you know what? Yeah. He did. It's uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility for this one. But you gotta say though, man, you know, even though Luffy had a kick ass afro in one piece, man, damn Oscar in that damn afro, oh, man. I was I gonna do say things to him, man. I was gonna say Afro Luffy uh has a lot of competition now. <laughs> Hell yeah. For the greatest of Afros, him and uh the uh dance yeah. Dancinian on Space Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> well that does it for like, our uh, meager collection of talkbacks and I couldn't find any emails related to Michiko and Hachin it... we padded this <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> we're good we get on tangents so you're good yeah. <laughs> this is the one time where tangents are welcome because well to be quite honest if we didn't have those this show probably would have been about 20 minutes yeah. long <laughs> Tsunami Faithful Podcast tangents welcome but when am I supposed Sometimes. to give my feedback on Truer 2? Because Paul was like, what are your thoughts on Truer 2? Well, I'll tell you them to you. Sookaboos, <laughs> 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 what are your thoughts on Intruder 2? I think it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> All right. That's good. I don't think I'm sold, brother. There's my just, ten. Uh, there's my ten page essay. Just envision you as a cowboy in the best. Way. <laughs> oh man. I I you know. <laughs> we got Intruder Month officially started on ToonamiFaithful.com, which may have been a bit premature, but Intruder did originally premiere in September back in 2000. So it's fine to have it in September. We're just going to have them. Paul's all like, well, we can make it two months. I'm like, no, 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 I don't think so. We're just going to be recapping Intruder episodes. We're not talking about freaking, you know, we're not recapping Journey to the West, you know? Oh, no, no, no. That's 100 chapters that we ain't going to even freaking recap. No. No. I made that book. I have to read it. You have to read it? Yeah. I don't have to, but I want to. Uh, you need to, man. It's it's great. Like a hundred chapters. I think I did it in like three days, but I'm a nerd. If you if you read kids, if you read Journey to the West, you will see a ton, a ton of parallels between that and, and Dragon Ball. Yeah. Particularly Dragon Ball, less so Dragon Ball Z. First one, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So I guess that's it for the show this week. Yeah, I think we could wrap it up right there. So, as uh, the usual housekeeping, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. You can find our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. 
That is where all of the episodes go up first. Please uh, check out our Facebook, facebook.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Our Twitter is at Tsunami Podcast. And our Tumblr is Tsunami Faithful official.tumblr.com you can visit podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast as well as the episodes of Tunami Show Rundown as long as Scion remembers to put them up <laughs> go get the bill <laughs> and if you like what we do and want to help us out you can go to our Patreon patreon.com backslash Tunami Faithful podcast to uh, subscribe however much you want and uh you know we got some cool stuff it's a way to get on the show and get abused by Durant. and that is a perk <laughs> oh uh hey sketch if i can address a very last minute thing because nope. i looked at ask.fm real quick sure. mm-hmm. jason and tsunami has zero interest in airing totally spies <laughs> so stop <laughs> asking about it <laughs> i saw that <laughs> Oh, man, I wish you hadn't brought that up on the show, because now we're going to get even more spam about that. Hey, kids, you want to watch Totally Spies? Go watch Bubblegum Crisis. Ah. The original or the reboot? Uh, The original. Oh, isn't Totally Spies on Netflix, too? Uh, I think it might be. Or Hulu or something. I, I don't know. There was supposed to be another season that was allegedly going to air on Cartoon Network, but that didn't happen. I'm talking about more recently, not like when it was on Cartoon Network. Ah. So uh, you're going to have to get your uh, teenagers in tight jumpsuits somewhere else. Wait, wait. Is there a show on Tsunami with teenagers in tight jumpsuits? I mean, you could maybe count Naruto. Maybe. I don't want to count. I don't want to count Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> But Jim, this is the good part in Naruto. <laughs> there are no such things. Oh. Sadly, Kill La Kill has left the block. Yes. Yeah. And uh, by the but yeah, you can watch marathon. marathon. Well, by the time this episode's up, it'll be off the marathon stream, and we don't know what's going Oops. to be next. So uh, we can't really update people on that in the podcast when we record. So don't count on that, but we'll always keep you updated on the website as best we can. So Put up a lot of new stuff on the it. website lately, and there will really be did. more. Yes. More, 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 more Intruder Month stuff. And once again, we caution Intruder Month has nothing to do with Adult Swim or Turner or Toonami or any of them, so don't bug them about it. <laughs> Leave them alone. You bug me about it. That's different. I like harassing. Mm-hmm. And while, while we have you, Caboose, thank you for all of your hard work on that project. And all projects. On all projects. That was literally just five minutes. Literally. Five oh, minutes. Oh, come on. Take the compliment. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. it you will accept our thanks and like it. It was a five-minute project. It was super fun. I just said, I, all I said was that it was five minutes. It only took me five minutes to do. It was still fun. I accept the compliment, even Five though it minutes. hurts. So <laughs> that's what she said? Yes. <laughs> to all of those things? I, gotta say I had to get one in. Paul isn't here. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Stop it. You're going to perpetuate that we don't like Paul. But seriously. But do we? We like Paul. We like to Sometimes. harass him. Harass me more to do more projects. It's our projects. love through harassment. Yes, our love through harassment. <laughs> exactly. And, oh, yeah, by the way, 
Faye, you look so good tonight. Gina's gonna be so mad that I'm touching you. Oh, sketch. Please move your hand from my thigh. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Caboose, where can they find you? You can find me at Caboose Jr. on Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, and, you know. Your house. Find my house. house. You can find me in my room in front of my computer desk. In front of his tsunami wall until Darrell steals it. <laughs> no, my back is always turned from it when I'm on my Uzbekistan? computer. That's, that's my name for a fictional uh, country. Yeah. Whose back is turned. Here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying Uzbekistan. Uh, oh. Unspecified as Stan, what? <laughs> I don't know, get a pass Not here. Brazil. Not Brazil. <laughs> Duelist, where can they find you? Twitter. At Heart of Sword 75 or search for a duelist. You can ask me questions on ask.fm at uh, ask.fm slash Heart of Sword 75. I don't get nearly enough questions. You're not doing your jobs. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, that YouTube account that I should update Duelist G, rare Toonami tracks, promos, and stuff. Yeah. YouTube.com slash DuelistG. Yeah, how's that going? Send you all these title cards for the videos and you just, you know, still got stuff from, you know, 2013. Vegas hates me. Been working on those videos? Been working on some videos for your YouTube? Been working on those videos? Gonna send me your tapes? Gonna send me your tapes? (laughs) Better get on that because I know you you do have competition. It's not a competition. It's just a race. <laughs> Pretenders. <laughs> Hashtag. Jim, where can they find you? You can find me at zero alucard twenty seven on Twitter. Also, uh, I've started streaming a little bit more regularly, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash zero alucard twenty seven. Give me a follow. I try to stream at least uh, twice a week, once on Friday and uh, some other time. Uh, during the year, during the week when people are not uh, when you know big streamers aren't really on Twitch trying to give people options, so um, yeah, give me a follow on both of those. Uh, I am on the PlayStation Network at Baystar underscore Boy, and also you can find me on the Nintendo Network at Rinoku ninety five. Um, uh, Fabu at Fabuver and I are working on a Bloodborne series. Mm-hmm. And um, to watch the first episode of that, you can go to uh, my Twitch channel. Once again, it is twitch.tv slash zero card 27 for all of the wonderful, annoying, cursing <laughs> Jim Ragey hijinks. And uh, so how are you Fabian including Fabian be. on that? Fabian and I are teaming up on the PlayStation Network because he's beaten the game twice. I haven't even gotten out of the first area of the uh. game. So he's yeah, so he knows what to do mm-hmm. and um, he's actually given me a hand. And so he will help guide me through the game because he knows what to do and, uh, you know, fun stuff like that. And uh, the way it's going to work is uh, we'll stream my Twitch channel. will have everything uncut uh, if you wanted to watch uh, the whole thing uh, as long as the stream remains archived. And um, there will also um Fabian will be uh, capturing video himself and then editing those videos down into smaller highlight reels. 
So we'll be able to see that. And he'll be doing all of the uh, all the fun uh, things, all the fun uh, effects and all that. So that's uh, that's it. That's our streaming venture. Fun stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And if enough people start watching, then we'll have uh, proper Tsunami Faithful game nights. And then for Duelist and Caboose, once I go to 7-Eleven and come back with a uh, with a cold beverage, uh, I will be streaming I Am Bread through my PlayStation 4. Oh. Play Destiny with me. I don't have a place. To, I don't have my Xbox anymore. What? Yeah, I sold it. I needed money. Son of a I needed, <laughs> hey, you know what? I value uh, not being in credit card debt more than I value an Xbox mm. One. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> So, yes, I value being being financially solvent. <laughs> like a glue. <laughs> and Mr. Durrell, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me sex harassing you. Um, I mean, yeah, you can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai 7 at Twitter.com. I also have an ask, which you motherfuckers never ask me shit for real, at ask.fm backslash Ukami 75. And, of course, you can always send me email at DurrellMaddox at TsunamiFaithful.com. And you can find me. Find me on my. Oh, you already went. You can find me on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one uses my ask anymore. Anyway. You have an ask. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, I have a Tumblr, but not really. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at sketch1984. You can also tumble with me sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash sketch 1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com. And because Duelist has uh, inspired me to pursue something, uh, this is the exciting announcement of my upcoming Kickstarter campaign for a new series called My Charming Voice and Demeanor Created a Harem. <laughs> no, not really. What? <laughs> although maybe, although maybe, if we do get enough interest and we get a couple zillion dollars, we could probably contract production IG to make hey, it. Hey, all right, I'm I'm into it. Hmm. Sounds delicious. Yes, very. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, the Toonami Faithful podcast. It was a little different than usual. Maybe you like that. Maybe you this don't. tangent-filled episode of the Toonami Faithful yes, podcast. Yes, so <laughs> tangentarine. Hey, I was told to interrupt people more often. That's true. And still, <laughs> yeah, more you podcast. didn't interrupt nearly enough. No. <laughs> you all failed my challenge to talk less than Caboose, by oh, the way. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Shame on you. Oh, if we did have that, then, well, it would be, what, two hours of us just sitting here staring at each other, waiting for the other one to make so a move. So it would be two hours of, <laughs> say it, Jim. hate you guys so much. Hey. <laughs> It'd be two, it would effectively be two hours of us playing of Risk, the podcast. You know? <laughs> I was trying to cue you to say dead air, but you just didn't go for it. No. Well, you know how nothing happens in Risk for about two hours before you start conquering the world? Hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that's it for this week's episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. Next week we'll be back with the usual recaps and probably the usual hosts. I don't know. We can never quite tell who is going to be available when and if uh, work crops up or what have you. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Kisses! Someone's in the next sessions.
Ha, 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 ha,